There's an interesting thing happening in our world nowadays. In many ways, we are more connected than ever through technology, through social media. We don't have to wait weeks for letters to arrive in the mail. We can literally send messages to anyone at any time. And yet, we're also lonelier than ever. And if you're like me, that doesn't really make a whole lot of logical sense that we're more connected but also lonelier. But you can also probably feel it, that we've become lonelier over the last several years. And not only can you probably feel it, but it's also very true. So the research backs this up. So a study from several years ago, and I will link all of this information in the show notes so you can do your own research and read further if you like. But a study from several years ago showed that back in 1980, about 20% of Americans reported feeling lonely in 2010. So just 30 years later, that number had over doubled. So more than 40% of Americans had reported feeling lonely. But this isn't just a problem in the United States. This is happening all across the globe. So here's another example for you. In 2017, the United Kingdom actually added a cabinet-level position to deal with loneliness. So they now have a minister of loneliness to deal with this epidemic that we are experiencing. How crazy is that? A cabinet level position to deal with loneliness because so many people across the country were just so terribly unhappy. That's crazy. And you might think, okay, well, some, you know, things like social media, that must be helping us because we can stay in touch with more people. You know, that must be helping us not be as lonely. Or the other thing about our world nowadays is we interact with people who are very similar to us the people that we live nearby, the people that we work with, the people we go to school with have very similar backgrounds, very similar beliefs, very similar ways of thinking. You would think, you know, maybe that might help us feel less lonely because we're surrounded by people who are similar than us. But actually, both of these things are exacerbating the problem, both social media and this sort of self-sorting that is going on. So in the case of social media, what's happening is that we have more connections, but they are more superficial. And as we all know, social media can contribute to this toxic comparison. So what you see on someone's Facebook feed is the highlight reel of their life. And you're comparing that to your everyday reality. And that is making you feel alone because your life is not measuring up with what you see others sharing on social media. Or what about this sorting issue? So we now, by and large, we're surrounded by people who are very similar to us. Wouldn't that make us feel more connected? But actually, no, that, that is also making us feel more alone because here's what's happening. So because we're being surrounded by people who are very similar to us, we are actually more afraid to dissent from the group opinion. So if we feel differently or think differently than the people around us, We are afraid to bring that up because we are so fearful of being the outcast. We are so afraid of no longer belonging to our group that we keep all of these opinions to ourselves. So instead of being honest with the people around us, which is actually going to make us feel more connected, we shut down. We don't tell people what's really on our minds because we are so afraid that if we do, And if we disagree with the prevailing opinion, then we will be outcast. Okay, so you may be thinking, 
well, people are lonely. That sucks. You know, I hate that people are lonely. That's terrible. But does this really matter? Like, what is what does this have to do with anything? And yes, yes, it does. <laughs> so here are just a few basic facts. So connection is actually a basic human need. Did you know that? So it is right up there alongside, you know, those basic things that keep you alive, those basic things that you need to survive, food, water, shelter, sleep. Connection is right up there with those things. And if you think about it, it makes sense because as a species, that is how we have survived for thousands of thousands of years is by working together and forming bonds with the people around us to solve problems and the challenges that we you know, face in our day-to-day lives. So because of that, our brains are literally hardwired for connection. It is a basic human need that allows us to survive. And so because of that, what's interesting is that when we don't have that connection, when we feel lonely, it is actually detrimental to our health and not just our mental health, but it's actually detrimental to our physical health as well. Here's another study for you that's pretty interesting. So loneliness is actually a higher cause of death than air pollution, obesity, and excessive alcohol consumption. How crazy is that? Like all of those things, you know, we think they're really detrimental to our health, but loneliness is even more so. In fact, people who are lonely are 45% more likely to die early. That's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. So loneliness is a big deal. It is a big deal. And it is rising every day. But what do we do? What do we do about it? How do we fix it? That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the very first episode of the Artful Gatherings podcast. I am so, so excited to be here and so excited that you were here listening. This is an idea that I have had for well over a year at this point, and it is so exciting to finally be here and to be sharing this with you. So the thing that I would like to do today is I want to give a basic overview of why I started this podcast, which goes back to this idea of loneliness that we were just talking about, which we will get back to in just a minute. And I also want to let you know what you can expect moving forward. I will go ahead and tell you that the format of this podcast is probably very different than anything you have experienced so far, especially if you're an avid podcast listener. And I think it bears explaining why. And that is also connected back to this idea of loneliness and how we can overcome it. So very quickly, who am I? If you are not familiar with me, my name is Stephanie Kirkland. I am an artist and a writer. I make primarily abstract paintings and landscapes inspired by hiking in the outdoors and grounding in the present moment and overcoming challenges and being bold and authenticity. All of these things that we will talk about in the podcast. And really, I think this podcast is just another way to share those very same messages. Really what I'm interested in is fostering connection. So something that I love about 
painting is how it takes these deeply human experiences and it communicates on a deeply emotional level. So someone can be looking at a, you know, one of my paintings and it is nothing but color and marks and you know, lines, like it, you know, it's very basic. And someone can look at it and they can feel the exact same thing that I was trying to communicate as I was making the painting. I can't tell you how many times someone will walk up to one of my paintings and they won't know anything about it. And they will start describing it in the exact same way that I was thinking about it when I was creating. And I think that is just so very cool because it shows how connected we all are on this very deep level. But I think sometimes we let kind of our day-to-day lives get in the way of that, or we focus so much on our differences that we forget how similar we are and how connected we are on in so many ways. So that's really my, you know, my aim with the podcast is very similar to what I'm trying to do with my artwork. It's fostering connection and helping all of us to realize our similarities and to foster more honesty and authenticity. And a podcast is just another way to do that, another medium, somewhere where we can actually have conversations and talk back and forth in a way that just viewing artwork maybe is a little more limited. So I'm really excited to be here. And um, yeah, I'm excited that you were here. So I think it's going to be really fun. And this is just a great, I think, introduction episode to what you can expect moving forward. And hopefully it will always be a good surprise. <laughs> so let's go back to this idea of loneliness. So why are we so lonely? That's my first question. <laughs> it's an important one. And you might think, well, you know, it's because we've just we've just come out of 2020 and social distancing with COVID, like obviously that made people more lonely and you know, that's probably true to an extent, certainly because we were a lot more distant from one another physically. And I think it certainly made us more aware of it, but this loneliness issue has been around way longer than last year. I mean, the studies I referenced in the introduction, loneliness has doubled since 1980. The UK has had a minister of loneliness since 2017. So this has been an issue way longer than just this past year. And part of the problem is how we react to loneliness. So we all know it is not, generally speaking, socially acceptable to say that you're lonely, (laughs) right? Like we all have to sort of, or we feel like we have to keep up this appearance of being happy and connected and having friends. Because I think if, I think we're afraid that if we admit that we're lonely, then that means that there's something wrong with us, right? Like, do you feel that? Does that make sense? But the problem is when we don't admit that we're lonely, it actually makes us feel more alone, which then gets us caught in this cycle where we're lonely, we don't admit it, we become lonelier and lonelier and lonelier, and it just continues, right? So the other thing that's going on is that we have become extremely fearful of rejection. And we talked about this a little bit in the intro, but Things like criticism, failure, not measuring up, these things terrify us. I would say probably more so than they did maybe 30 years ago. So we are so 
afraid of not fitting in that we avoid having difficult conversations and we avoid being honest with people, especially people that we are close with, like our family members. This makes me think of those, you know, Thanksgiving dinner conversations where we want to avoid talking about politics or something that could be remotely divisive or argumentative. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's a topic that you're really passionate about, but you know that you disagree with your mom or dad or grandmother. And so you avoid talking about it, even if they say something that irks you or that you feel is not right, you don't say anything because you don't want to upset this person that you care so much about. And we do this with our friends too. We do this with everybody. We avoid saying what's on our mind because we are afraid of rejection from the people that we care most about. But the problem is that these honest, difficult conversations are actually the things that would make us feel more connected. What connection is, is not this superficial acceptance of everyone around you. It's not avoiding the difficult conversations so that everyone can appear happy. Real connection is being completely and totally yourself, completely and totally honest, and knowing that you will still be accepted anyway, right? But how can you do that if you're never completely and totally honest or completely and totally yourself? We don't do that anymore, and that is what is driving our loneliness. So why is this happening? Why are we so scared? Why aren't we being honest with one another? Well, part of it is that we've actually cut out a lot of in-person connection, which is really important. So as technology has become more pervasive and as we have turned to social media to fill this void for us, it is making the problem worse because of the way that technology interacts with our brains as compared to in-person connection. So here are some interesting things. So, you know, with social media and email and texting and all of these technological ways of communicating, they are all based on text. And a lot of it has to do with being efficient, you know, not wanting to waste time or wanting to fit this communication into our busy schedules. So we'll just email someone and wait for them to respond, or we'll text someone and wait for them to respond. It's not like, you know, the mid-1990s when I remember spending hours and hours and hours talking with friends on the phone. Do you guys remember that? I'm no, I know I'm not the only one, but we don't do that anymore. And the difference is there are actually places in our brain that register people's voices and people's faces. Like that will register empathy for us. We can feel more empathetic when we hear someone's voice. We feel more empathetic when we see someone's face. But when we hide behind a computer screen and we are now communicating predominantly via a text medium where the voice and the face are taken out, we are no longer as empathetic as we would have been. And the problem with that is it sort of sends our brains into this fight or flight mode, or you know, we might be more likely to assume that someone is out to get us, for example, or that someone is taking a tone or they're not on our side or, you know, these, these survivalistic type things that our, our brain might think. We are more likely to think those things when we don't hear someone's voice, when we don't see someone's face. And so part of what we really need to do is we need to get back to this in-person, more meaningful 
deeper connection. So I want to share a quote with you. This is from a book where some of this information is coming from. I highly recommend you checking it out. So the book is called Do Nothing by Celeste Headley. And here's what she talks about um, with in-person connection and how we have been cutting it out to our detriment. So here's the quote. Part of the problem is that we're cutting out expressions of our basic humanity because they're inefficient. Boredom, long phone conversations, hobbies, neighborhood barbecues, memberships and social clubs. The other interesting thing that she says is that the most isolated and loneliest among us are actually the most technologically savvy. So young people born since the mid-1990s, which includes myself, we are lonelier. If you're more technologically savvy, you are lonelier. And the other thing that she says, and this is the last quote I'll share, is that loneliness is caused by a lack of intimate connections. Not by the number of connections, by the lack of intimate connections. So think about, you know, having a friend over for dinner and the kinds of conversations that arise in, a, in an environment such as that versus the conversations or lack thereof that happen on social media. Like you may be friends on Facebook with someone that you went to elementary school with and you see their life updates. But do you ever talk to them, especially about anything meaningful? Probably not. But we are substituting that for that real in-person connection that would foster those intimate relationships that we need to feel less alone. And that's where this podcast comes in. So it's interesting, anytime I have been asked, what is this podcast about? I always hesitate because I have to say it's not really about anything. I mean, if I said it was about something, I would say it's about connection, but I don't really have like a specific topic that I want to cover that what I want it to feel like is I want the podcast to feel like a dinner party. So somewhere where you would foster these deeper, more intimate connections and you would trade these honest stories about where you are in your life so that you can encourage the people around you. That's what I want this to be like. And the thing that comes to mind about dinner parties is like nothing is off limits, right? Like if you went to a dinner party and you were talking about the same thing every day, like you only talk about business or you only talk about art or you only talk about health, like that'd be pretty boring. Like who would want to go to that dinner party? I wouldn't, (laughs) right? So that's another reason why I hesitate to even niche down because I want this podcast to be representative of our entire lives, the whole part of it. Now, obviously, with me being the host, I have a very specific sort of set of interests and things that I'm trying to do. So it will it will have a definite vibe, I will say. You can think of me like your curator. So I am actually not accepting any pitches for this show. So most podcasts, if they feature guests, then... They have people email them and say, hey, I would love to be on your podcast. I am not doing that. I am hand selecting all of the people that you will be hearing from. They are all chosen by me and they're all people that I either know really well or that I deeply admire from afar. So I decide who stays and who goes. And this is what I'm interested in. I am interested in big hearted humans who care deeply about the world around them and who aren't afraid to take risks 
and carve their own path. Oh, doesn't that sound great? <laughs> so these are kind of, these are the kinds of people you'll hear from. And my hope is that by hearing from these people, you will be inspired to do these things yourself. So I'm, you know, I'm really excited about this podcast because I do feel like it will be a great point of connection. I know, for example, back in 2020, when I was feeling the loneliness, especially, I turned to podcasts to sort of fill that need that I wasn't finding in my day-to-day life. So one thing I, I love hosting dinner parties, if you can't already tell, like it is one of my absolute favorite favorite things to do, bringing over a group of friends, hosting, coming up with elaborate menus, getting the right people there so that the conversation can just be electric. Like I live for those things. So 2020 was difficult for me, <laughs> you know, not feeling like I couldn't do that and it wouldn't be safe to do that. And so I turned to podcasts and one of my favorite things was listening to podcasts that felt chatty and that felt like you were talking to a friend or that felt like you were a fly on the wall of a dinner party or a conversation between a couple. And so that's what I want this podcast to be. And I think it will be great. Now, the only thing I will caution you on or the only, I guess, caveat that I would share is that I don't want this podcast to be your only point of connection. So the whole point of this podcast is to inspire you and encourage you to foster more in-person, deep connection in your everyday life. Like I hope this is a starting point, but I hope I, I hope this is not where it ends because we all need those deep, meaningful relationships with the people around us. So I hope that this is a starting point, but this isn't where you end. I hope that this podcast encourages you to be honest with the people around you, encourages you to create community in whatever way that that looks like for you. But in terms of what you can expect from this podcast specifically, so all of the guests will be hand-chosen by me, and all of the conversations are coming back to this idea that life can be tough. So we won't just talk about happy things. We will talk about struggles and challenges and things that we've overcome. We'll be honest. But also, life is a heck of a lot more joyful, and we are a heck of a lot more resilient when we share it together. So that's what I hope to achieve with this podcast. Stories of honesty, stories of struggle, stories that light you up, stories that encourage you to live your most beautiful and authentic life because that's what we all need. The more of us that are doing that, the better the world will be for everyone. So in terms of format, occasionally you will hear from guests, like I said, that are all chosen by me, but you'll also hear from me. So occasionally I will do solo episodes like this one where I might share more about my story or what it's like to be an artist or maybe the paintings that I'm working on in the studio in real time and the things that I'm thinking about, which usually come back to this idea of connecting humanity and um, the human experience. Or I think another thing that would be really cool is having somebody on the podcast for, you know, almost having a virtual book club and we can talk about things that we're reading and things that we're learning and just things that you can take back in your everyday life and feel more encouraged and inspired yourself. So what's interesting is that as I have dove in exploring the idea of starting a podcast, what I realized is that 
my same goals with the podcast are the same goals that I have with my art. Combating loneliness, capturing human experience, letting you know that you are enough just as you are, and you are never alone. Let me say that again. You are never alone. So what I'd like to end this episode with is a quote. So something else in this exploration of loneliness that I have learned is that when we are lonely, we take our frustrations out on each other. And I think this is probably maybe the the biggest reason why this is a big deal, why this matters. So we are more easily angered and on edge whenever we are lonely, which I would venture a guess to say is probably contributing to some of the divisiveness that we feel today. And so I love the idea of art being able to heal some of this divisiveness and bringing us together as one humankind. And I think this podcast can do that as well. So the quote that I want to share is from Brene Brown and her book, Braving the Wilderness. So here's what she says, quote, art has the power to render sorrow beautiful make loneliness a shared experience and transform despair into hope. Only art can take the holler of a returning soldier and turn it into a shared expression and a deep collective experience. Music, like all art, gives pain and our most wrenching emotions voice, language, and form so it can be recognized and shared. The magic of the high lonesome sound is the magic of all art the ability to both capture our pain and deliver us from it at the same time. When we hear someone else sing about the jagged edges of heartache or the unspeakable nature of grief, we immediately know we're not the only ones in pain. The transformative power of art is in this sharing. Without connection or collective engagement, what we hear is simply a caged song of sorrow and despair. We find no liberation in it. It's the sharing of art that whispers, you are not alone. And she continues later, quote, high lonesome can be a beautiful and powerful place if we can own our pain and share it instead of inflicting pain on others. And if we can find a way to feel hurt rather than spread hurt, we can change. I believe in a world where we can make and share art and words that will help us find our way back to one another end quote. Isn't that so good? (laughs) And that just, that speaks to so much of what I'm trying to do to let you know that you're not alone to share these very honest human experiences. And I hope that, you know, that can bring us together. It's a lofty goal. I know, but what can I say? I am a, an idealistic artist changing the world in my own way. So I have a lot of really wonderful interviews queued up, some amazing guests that you are going to want to hear from. I'm going to keep those a surprise, but trust me, you are going to want to come back. If you are interested in personal growth, health, art, society, culture, or any of the other things that we've talked about today, you are in the right place. This is going to be the podcast that you want to listen to. Those are the kinds of things that we're going to talk about. So to make sure that you don't miss an episode, I would highly encourage you to subscribe or hit the follow button on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts that will make sure that you, you know, when an episode comes out, I will say at the moment, my plan is to release episodes every other week, 
I may make that weekly at some point, but at the moment, twice a month, there will be new episodes coming out. So hit the subscribe button so you know when that happens. And also, if this sounds interesting to you, I would love to gift you with a complimentary print of one of my paintings if you would leave a review of the podcast. So in order to foster this kind of connection and conversation, we need people to know about the podcast because I would love to take questions from listeners and to actually have conversations with you guys, but that can't really be that big of a conversation unless people know about the podcast. And the thing about reviews, reviews are extremely helpful in getting the word out. So that lets Apple know and the podcast gods out there know that this is an interesting place that people need to be and people need to hear about it. So reviews are really, really helpful in getting the word out about new podcasts such as this. So in order to get your complimentary print, and I'm going to keep this open for the entire month of October, all you need to do is go into Apple, Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and leave a review before you hit the submit button. Take a screenshot of your review so that I know it was you. Email that to me at hello at stephaniekirklandart.com, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. So email me your screenshot, and then I will send you a complimentary print. You can go to my website if you want to hand select your print yourself. So you can go to stephaniekirklandart.com slash prints. I have several abstract prints and landscape prints available for you to choose from. Or I'm also happy to surprise you. So if you want to say my favorite color is blue or green or whatever, or Stephanie, just surprise me with your favorite or most popular print. I'm happy to do that as well. But that would just be a little thank you gift from me, thanking you for reviewing the podcast and helping me to get the word out about the podcast. And the other thing that I will offer is that in addition to the review, if you would like to post about the podcast on your Instagram stories and tag me at Stephanie Kirkland Art, I will upgrade the size of your print. So for anyone that just leaves a review, you'll get the, the whatever the smallest size print that is that I have available. But if you want one size up, share about the podcast on your Instagram stories, tag me in addition to leaving a review, and I will send you one size larger. So that is all for today. I am so excited that you're here. Tune back in in the next few weeks. Please tell your friends about the podcast if this is something that interests you. And I look forward to seeing you next episode.